Welcome everybody back to In the Trenches podcast. We're so excited you decided to tune in today and just hear what we have to say. Today I'm sitting down with Elliot, Gary, and a very special guest, Heron from Abundant Living Church. And uh, today we're going to talk about this concept and this idea of as a youth pastor, should we be friends with our students or should we be their pastor or should we be both? Um, this is a question I feel like a lot of times people ask and we really don't know where to walk on this line. So we hope today's podcast encourages you and challenges you and uh, let's just jump right into it. What's up, guys? Thank you so much for tuning in today. My name is Charlie and I have a, the, the ability and the privilege to be able to hang out today with Elliot. What's up, bro? Gary. What's up, bro? And <laughs> and a very special guest, Heron. How you doing What's today? What's up, y'all? Heron, why don't you share a little bit about with everybody um, just who you are, where you're from, what church you're a part of, and uh, maybe a crazy youth ministry experience you've had. Yeah, so my name is Heron. Uh, I go to Abundant Living Family Church in Rancho Cucamonga, California. I've been there for seven years. And... Um, yeah, uh, love the church, uh, doing so much with the youth. Uh, I guess a, a crazy experience would be uh, we did a sermon series um, called Triangles, and uh, someone left the church because they thought the triangles <laughs> were Illuminati signs. Yeah, they and are. So <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? You're leaving the church because of that? And they're like, yeah, we don't, we don't believe in that Illuminati stuff. This was like years back, uh-huh. right? And I'm like... The things you experience in youth ministry, you won't experience. I'm like, that's crazy. Yeah, you know, that, that's Dang. a crazy experience. Yeah, for sure. I don't think I've ever had anyone leave a church because of something like that. That's crazy. <laughs> We've had people leave a church because some people don't want to put masks on. But yeah. uh, Illuminati, that's a that's, that's far another, out there. Yeah, that's that's thing. far out. And obviously, you didn't talk anything about Illuminati. It was just the no, symbol of a it, triangle. It was God, the Son, God, the Father, God, the Holy Spirit. So we talked about the Trinity, the triangle, like you know, triangle. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, have you guys ever had someone leave your church because of something crazy like that? Um, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. People are dumb. <laughs> Just series. Like, you try to be cute. I think someone really didn't like, we did a Stranger Things series. Because oh. oh. there's like monsters and stuff in Stranger down, Things and... It, it was just like the name of the series. We weren't talking. We weren't talking about the theology of Stranger Things. It was mm-hmm. just like you know, just trying to be cute. And they were like, they got real mad. I had someone get really mad because we did a um, a series on the fruit of the spirit, and mm. I called it "What the Fruit." <laughs> <laughs> WTF? <laughs> Which I thought was pretty good. But uh, I like that. Like I would show up oh. to a church that did something like that. Like that's edgy. That's they edgy. got mad, but I had enough tenure that I just like I don't care if you're mad. Yeah, that's true too. Also, Heron could like someone leaving your guys' church <laughs> over that. You're fine. We went, me and yeah. Charlie, we toured their campus, and I know we've talked about that sometimes. I heard well, just the fact that you have to use the word toured. <laughs> no, for real. For seriously, it was like Willy Wonka in the Chocolate oh, Factory, bro. Oh, like, gosh. like you talk about campuses, and uh, I the guests you had on when I wasn't here. I'm still kind of bitter about it, but. You, you were talking about they had a cool campus. Um, they might, but they, they there's didn't. nothing no. compared to what we saw. That They have a ranch on campus. They have a... Wh- who we have we, goats, yeah. They have goats, goats, chickens. Chickens. Uh, they you guys LeBron on the they have LeBron on the trees. Basketball trees, co- they trees. have a school, a full school, so that's a part of the campus and like all the stuff that goes along with that. But, yeah, they have a... Your have pastor's a really into health, right? Yeah, he Lead is, pastor, yeah. and so they like eat... And plant. Mm-hmm, if they're, here's the thing. If the apocalypse happens, everyone's got where they want to go. I'm gonna go to abundant, 
Living Family Church. Oh. Is that right? Yeah. You messed right? it up like a hundred times in the beginning. Yeah. Behind the scenes, I had to re-record about three different times because I could not get Abundant Living Family Church down. And I just did it right Bun- now. No, Wait. I- Abundant Living Family Church. ALF. ALFC. Okay. Yeah. I was like, ALF? ALF. <laughs> ALFC. There ALFC, you go. Yeah. But yeah, their, their church was absolutely insane to oh. tour and just hang out. I mean, they have a college on campus. It's like... I feel like when I go around and look at a church like that, I'm like, what am I doing? But here's the thing. No. <laughs> I know we got we got other things to get to, but this is what I like about Heron, and this is what we were yeah, talking about. Yeah. Is I've, I've known Heron for a little bit uh, just from conferences, and we've connected a few times, and the room just went completely dark, and I'm scared of the dark, so can we fix this? Uh, but we've known Heron, and... When we were going to get lunch, we wanted to go to Rancho to meet with him, got wings and stuff. But then he said, you want to see the church? And I was blown away at just the the campus and the size church that he's on because the way that Heron carries himself, mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, you can tell when a pastor or youth pastor works at a church your size because they just, there's an air about them. Not always, but sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, but that's why I, I've loved connecting with you. Let's name a couple. Yeah. Like, you know, so-and-so, they're totally. No, but I'm saying we've connected, and I had no clue the size of your youth ministry or, you know, how much resource you had. I just knew that we were we were youth pastors, and yeah. there was a camaraderie and connection and uh, just a humility in the way that you carry yourself uh, that I'm super drawn to, and, and I think I respect a lot. Because, again, yeah, it could be intimidating sometimes connecting with a youth pastor who's on, you know, has more resource than you or at a a bigger campus than you. But there's just a cool connection that we have where it's just like we're just doing this together. Yeah. And whatever Mm -hmm. your resource is, we're in this together. And that's definitely who Heron is. Yeah, exactly. Like you hit it spot on. And I think we all can see that, like just with those different types of pastors and those quote unquote mega churches. And it's like. Heron's just a youth pastor and he just so happens to work at a mega church and it's just like, but I think God sees that. And I think that's why your guys' youth ministry is flourishing and there's so much growth and fruit that's coming from it. Not just to sit here and hype Heron up, but it's like, it's the truth. Today's episode is all about (laughs) the 10 things we love about Heron. (laughs) No, no, no. (laughs) Um, But today we are going to be talking about this concept and this idea of, are we friends to our, our youth? Are we our pastor to the youth or are we both? And, I think what really stirred this conversation was I heard this in a podcast where it was saying we're not called to be friends, we're called to be pastors to our youth, and which there's truth behind it, but there was something like just like kind of like tugging on me where I was like, well, we're also called to be friends. And so I just want us to sit down and just have this kind of conversation today and really dive into this idea. Wait, before we get into this, we're recording this after mm-hmm. a very important event mm-hmm. has happened, and I can't, I wouldn't be a good friend. I had it if, in the notes to talk I about. I know, but you didn't bring it yeah. up, so I'm going to bring it up. <laughs> uh, yeah, what what important event happened, Charlie? The Super Bowl happened. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are world champs, baby. They are. <laughs> Man, I was, and you've been a Buccaneers fan for how long? 
since, since 2002. This season? Oh, no, I'm just kidding. In fact, the only Buccaneers fan I think I've ever I, known. I've never <laughs> met a Buccaneers yeah, I, fan. I haven't met a Buccaneers fan until now. Yeah, I know. In California, yeah. And that's the thing. It was like 2002 uh, when they won their last World Series. Or World Series. Uh, Super Bowl. <laughs> Super Bowl. Wow, that was awkward. Okay, um, maybe he's not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> when they got the World Cup in football. <laughs> they scored the winning home run. But it was when awesome. They, when they won the Super Bowl in 2002, they played the Raiders. And it was the very first Super Bowl I ever remember. And I just remember that defense and just how stacked it was. And I was like, Coach Gruden. Coach Gruden. Hmm. And I was just, ever since then, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm a Bucks fan. And so I've rolled out a lot of years with them sucking. And so, like, Sunday when the I was watching years? That, Yeah, I, I've heard a lot of ones and some vulgar ones of uh, oh, wow. what else you can add on to that. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> the um, Never mind. Uh, but it was cool. Yeah, I, I'm stoked. And uh, Corey, if you're listening. Also, could we just say <laughs> this, bro? L- like, love him or hate him. Tom Brady is he's a goat. Amazing. Yeah, no I, I, I have down. to admit it. Like I and I, this is the first year I've actually rooted for him because I as a Colts fan, I've always yeah. hated him on the Patriots, but he he was playing as an underdog and I always like rooting for the underdog. I think the Chiefs have gotten way too much like attention and I think Patrick Mahomes is amazing. Oh my god. He but played I'm lights sick, out. But I'm sick of hearing about how good like, whoa, look at, he almost made that pass, you know? And I get that the receivers have to catch it, but still, like, bro, just lay it down, Tom Brady. You can't be in this level and get blown out. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes didn't score one touchdown. This is not a sports podcast, so we need to move on. But I'm yeah. just saying, yeah. Tom Brady is the unequivocal. I don't know, anytime you see an old guy that's got some game left, I'll... I'll take it as yeah, a hero. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, no. yeah, definitely was rooting for the Bucks. If you didn't know, my cousin plays for the Bucks. Yeah. I didn't know if that was yeah. your cousin or if you just knew No, that's him. my cousin. Yeah, my and mom's side. Vita Veo, number 50. Nice. That's so dope, yep. dude. And he was able to like make it back in time for the Super Bowl. Which just in time cool for the Super Bowl. How, <laughs> how does this keep happening? <laughs> We're like... <laughs> This isn't the first time uh. Heron has a connection, like a, a deep-rooted connection to a player on a team that Charlie has the been Charlie, rooting yeah, for right. his whole life. Because <laughs> So the Bucks, he's his cousin's on the Bucks, But then for college, Charlie's team is Clemson, and Clemson's new quarterback yep. is a former student of Heron's, has mm-hmm. deep connection with, knows the family, talks to him all the time. And I've never seen Charlie fan – fangirl yeah. or anything like that but he does over sports yeah oh yeah like i'm yeah like you walk in my office and obviously it's like there's sports stuff everywhere yeah. but when i saw you post about vita i was like how do you know him i was just like i was like i feel like heron's that type of guy that just knows everybody or like has like, any team you root for yeah, he knows people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but all right well, let's talk about the topic we're gonna get yeah, into yeah, today that's good. um again we're talking about um are we friends to our you or to our um students are we pastors to our students or are we both and again i kind of heard this idea and it really someone said that we are called to be pastors to our our students and not friends but i feel like personally for me i just want to ask this question to you but personally for me i think we're called to be both and so i just want to open that up to you guys like what do you guys think about this i think that um it's a is a difficult like balance. I think anything in ministry and life in general, but just in ministry, especially it's like walking a tightrope. Like it's, it's a balance and to do it well, you have to be balanced in what you're doing. Cause I'm, I'm in the same boat. I've met, you know, been at conferences where people are like, 
preaching that you cannot be friends with mm-hmm. your, you know, at all. Like you are called to this high, you know, and then the other side where people are like, you've got to build this deep rooted friendship. We're not just, and so I've heard it on both sides, but I feel like the answer is sort of this balance level of, of walking that tightrope well. And I, I would definitely say leaning more on the side of not being their friend, um, but being friendly. Mm. And that's what I'm trying to even train my leadership with because I see like sometimes with my leaders, they want to build this deep rooted connection with these students and they want to be liked by them. Um, And so they almost sometimes will like lower their, lower their bar. Yeah. So, you know, the students talking about things they shouldn't be talking about or act in a certain way or I've seen it like even sometimes when I've gamed with some of our students I think it's a great way to connect with them where they're at and I think it's awesome but the way people talk on gaming you know platforms platforms, uh can get pretty raunchy and crazy and I'm sometimes having to like talk to my leaders afterwards and be like yo what was that about like there's students on here you cannot be talking that way with students like we have to set this example of like of leadership and and being set apart and striving for something greater with these kids. And at the end of the day, like we are called to be their leaders and be their mentors um, and build friendships with them, but not necessarily be their friends, you know, because that's what I hate is when a leader is just like, well, I don't want to, I don't want them to think I'm corny. I don't want them to think I'm, I'm whack. I don't want them to think I'm not relatable. And they, they, are um, compromising in the guise of being relatable to students, which ultimately isn't what we're called to do. We're called to create disciples. Yeah. And so sometimes that means, and, and the thing is people will respond to that. Like in the long run, that's what real love is. You know, you, we've heard the example over and over again, like loving someone is seeing a train about to hit them and them standing in front of the train tracks and you loving them enough to like push them out of the way. Mm. Loving them isn't just being like, well, I'm gonna let them do their thing. I don't want to be that guy who tells them what to do or like, you know, I don't want to get in their business. Like that's what we're called to do as youth pastors and as youth leaders is like get in their business and, you know, be like, hey, you shouldn't be posting that. Hey, you shouldn't be like, you know, like that. So I would say, building friendships without necessarily being their friends yeah. i wouldn't even know if it's it's friends it's we're building relationships yeah with them mm-hmm. but I, and i would have always leaned towards i don't need to be their friend yeah i need to have a relationship with them i need to build trust with them i need to have community with them um but it's what i'll tell parents you know that are I, i've seen parents who just want to try to be their kid's friend and don't yeah. want to offend them and don't, they have enough friends they need a parent most yeah. kids have friends. They don't need a friend. They need a, a youth pastor. Mm-hmm. They need someone who's going to, they can look up to, they can go to, they can be disciplined by. Um, that's not really a friend's job, you know, and not if you're a peer-to-peer type of friendship. And again, there's a relationship. I, I don't consider myself my kids' friends, but I, I do consider that, um, you know, because I'm their dad, I have a real deep relationship with them. And I think I look at students a lot like that the same way. And, and I've always loved students like like some of them are my own. And not to say that it can't turn into friendship. You know, yeah. I, there's plenty mm-hmm. of people that have been in my life. Um, Elliot's a great example who was maybe started out as a student, you know, leader relationship, but eventually turned into a deep friendship. And so, you know, that changes as they grow and they get older and all of those things. But I really do feel like as a youth pastor, when you are leading students, um, there's a, a def- definite 
um, role for you to be a youth pastor um, and have a relationship with them, not a friend, not a buddy. Yeah, mm -hmm. walking that line of like relatability without compromising is difficult, you know, because like I think I want to do things that help get my students guard down, right? I don't want to be this unapproachable, holier than thou, like, person to where they're not even real with me you know sometimes I, i'll be like i don't want you to tell me what you think your youth pastor wants to hear i want to i want to be able to be real with each other um so sometimes that's even just through like i know heron does this a lot but just like gaming with your boys mm -hmm. you know like meeting them where they're at sending memes and group messages on instagram but during that being aware of the memes you're sending or the the yeah. way you're yeah. you know like it isn't something you can do passively, like mm -hmm. especially when you're trying to build that relationship in not just a, a message or, you know, in the most like normal ways that we usually go about it. When you're trying to do it in, in different sort of avenues, you have to kind of really be intentional because when you start just joking around especially if you're a person like me, I mean, you've heard it on the podcast, <laughs> like I got to reel it in sometimes. And so I got to be aware of of what I'm doing, what I'm saying with these students, because uh, ultimately I still have to ha have this, they still have to see me as their youth pastor. Yeah, well, that's what you can't, you can't, and that's I think the, the big difference is, you know, if you hang out with, with me, yeah, you're letting your guard down, yeah. and we're just ourselves. If you're hanging out with a student, you may say, oh, we're just hanging out and trying to build a relationship yeah. with them, but you're still on. Yeah, oh, yeah. You can't take yeah. off your, your youth pastor hat and just be totally real with them. It's, that's not a friendship, you know, that's, you're still mentoring them. You're still youth pastors. Yeah. So there's a huge difference. And, and, and I don't think we should. Yeah. I don't think we should take off our youth pastor hat yeah. at any time and, you know, let down walls. I tell leaders all the time, you, you are here to serve the kids. You are here to listen to the kids' problems. I don't ever want to hear a leader that's dumping their life problems on a student. Right, right. You know? Yeah. You can share, hey, I've been through this, and this is mm -hmm. how God brought me out of it. But teenagers aren't there for our leaders to be like, oh, my boyfriend just broke up with me, and I just need someone to talk to you. <laughs> Get a life, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, and and so I do think there's a really specific kind of line there that you you don't want to cross as a youth pastor. Yeah, no, I I agree, and I think I think you guys just even sharing it right now is like I've always looked at this as like oh no you're building friendship, but no like the way the just the wording you guys use right now it's like no you're building relationship with them, and I think that right there is the key um, behind all of that is, is it's not so much maybe a friendship, but it's more of that relationship. Cause there's been moments where I started off in ministry where I would joke around with certain students and I was like, I'm crossing the line right now because I'm, I'm, I'm overstepping my boundary as a youth leader and I'm becoming more of a friend to them more than just like a leader. Yeah. Um, but I think at the same time too, and you guys talked about it a little bit, but it's building enough of a relationship where you can speak into their life. And I think that is where when someone hears this idea and this concept of are you a friend or are you their pastor type of a thing, it's like you need to be involved into your in your students' lives to with a certain degree to be able to speak into them. Because if you come up on the stage and you don't they don't know who you are, it's like they're not gonna really pertain or listen to anything that, that you have to say to them. At least that's my personal thought on that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I definitely think like a a real practical like indicator for the line for me is like I like to be included in everything, mm. you know, like I don't like I get like FOMO. Like I don't want to miss out. Uh, and that like goes for any group, you know, like I'll see people I don't even really know hanging out. And I'm like, why didn't they ask me to hang out? You know, but like 
I'll feel that way sometimes even with students. Like, they're all yeah. joking around, and they're, like, showing each other TikToks or whatever. And then I come over, and they're like, oh, no, 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 we can't show you this. And part of me is like, no, show me. But I don't ever actually want to be to the place where they feel comfortable showing me. I want them mm-hmm. to feel uncomfortable. Exactly. If something's inappropriate or whatever, like, th- that sometimes kills me when, when one of my boys sends me a meme or something that's just raunchy, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm yeah. like, dang, they feel comfortable enough with me to send me this. Like, I want them to see me as their pastor yeah. in a way that they're like, I got to tighten it up. I, I, and it isn't like you got to change because I used to see it as like them not being able to be totally real with me, mm. you know? And so I was like, well, I'm missing being able to connect with them fully. But no, in, in reality, it's, it's them seeing that they need to like, meet at a higher standard like be on a different level and so like that's a real practical indicator if your kids are just comfortable like talking a certain like i love like getting lunch with a a newer kid and we're out and they're unchurched and they're talking and they're like just telling me about life and they start swearing and Mm. then they're like oh i'm sorry pastor you know whatever and i'm like hey man i it's it's all good like i understand i get it it." but they're aware there's an awareness that like this guy's different you know because we we should be different we're, we're real people, but, like, we're the guys who are saying, we have what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. This changed my life. Like, this is what I'm sold out to. So they should be able to see, like, well, some of those myths aren't true. Like, oh, you still play Fortnite? Oh, you still, like, are listen to music? Oh, you still are, like, oh, you're cool. You're not just this, like, weird, corny thing that I thought Christians were. But you still are set apart, and you are still living different. And you're not just like all my other friends. Uh you have something I want to strive towards, you know? Yeah. Yeah. They need someone, you know, who can love them when it hurts. You know, they need someone who has their back. They need someone who will be there for them. Even when you want to pull your hands up and call it quits, like I give up, like I'm, I'm done. And that's where that love comes in, that yeah. unconditional love. And, and you showcase that as a pastor. Yeah, here's, here's a love that I know that I have that I can pour into you as, 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 a, as a relationship grows in, in, in that matter. But also there's many ways we can give, to our students um, that can have the effect of friendship, right? Yeah. Vulnerability, right? We open up, but not to the degree where we share everything, yep. right? We yeah. want to be ourselves with them. Kind of like, you know, when I play Fortnite with the kids, you know, like these kids don't even come to church. I say, hey, you know, um, I'll play with you as long as you come to church yeah. <laughs> and go and, and, and put your phone away during worship, you know? And they're like, yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that for you. And so it's just setting those boundaries, you know, and, and letting them know like, hey, I want to connect with you, but that connection doesn't go beyond, you know, um, who I am as a leader or a pastor. And so yeah. definitely showing them that unconditional love that that's hard to do with with a friendship. Yeah. 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 And even what you're saying, I, I'm thinking of things that I've seen, like especially with like unchurched kids, like building this like mu- relationship built out of like mutual respect. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That goes a long way because I have students that have like been in my ministry who are rough, like you know, the smoking in the bathroom kids, like just the like, why are you here? Why did you, why did you come tonight? <laughs> if your plan was to just choose nonsense, you know, yeah, like, but yeah. I love you. And I know why they're there. Cause ultimately there's something in them that's mm-hmm. longing for what we have. And so I see that, but I, I'm playing the, the long game with them. So I don't want right. them to just think I'm funny or think I'm cool. I don't walk in the bathroom and see vape clouds and I'm like, whoa, dude, that, is that watermelon <laughs> favor? Like, just make sure when you're done, you spray that. You know, I'm like, yeah. what, are yeah. you, I'm, what are you doing? You know, and I have this mutual respect with them to the point where some of these leaders that they're like, quote unquote, cool with, they don't respect them. Mm-hmm. And so when they tell them, 
hey, stop messing around during worship. They don't listen. Yeah. But when I come up to them and say, hey, bro, come on. I know that this isn't your thing, but just like for me, I've mm-hmm. said that a lot of mm-hmm. times. For me, bro, for me, just just chill out. And he, I have students look at me and be like, all right, man, for you, I'll do that. And I know like Heron's built stuff like that. Gary's built. We all have built yeah. that type of thing. And that's not a friendship. That's something you do to somebody that you respect. Yeah. You know? And so mm-hmm. there's like that mutual respect of like yeah. being vulnerable, but not to the level of just being like, this is who, you know. Right, right. You're, you're still a pastor. Mm-hmm. And uh, it can be hard sometimes when you look at it short term. But when you see the long game that you're playing, like when you see these students that you didn't feel as connected with as yeah. you were, like years later, hit you up and be like, hey, can you be praying for me? I know you were always there. Like you're able to be that rock that they can come back to. Yeah. There's something solid that they can stand on, not just a good time, not just funniness, like something yeah. deeper that we've built there that you might not see immediately in the way you would a friendship. But you've cultivated something that's going to last a long time. Yeah, no, I I totally see that and totally agree with that. Um, And it it just goes back to like what I think Gary said this and probably said it best was just we're not there for them to like us. We're there for them to grow in a closer relationship with Jesus. And I think building those relationships with them is going to help. But also having that mutual respect at the same time is going to really show them what that Christ image almost in a sense looks like. But I think at the same time, as youth pastors, if you're listening, it's like, showing our leadership team that as well you know and that's actually what i want to talk about right now is this this kind of question of we we talked about this this idea of friendship and being a pastor and what that can look like in our student ministries but what does that look like for our leadership teams and i think this is probably one that doesn't get talked about a lot and really and we've had a whole entire podcast on how to lead leaders and if you didn't listen to it you can go back and listen to a um, shameless plug but I'd like just to go in and, and talk about this. What is what is our calling now as the youth pastor? How are we going to lead our leaders? Is it as a friend? Is it as the pastor of the ministry? Or is it both? What, what, what are we thinking? Yeah, I think for, for me personally, I like to categorize people. Hmm. So it's a simple exercise you can do right now. Is like imagine drawing yourself on this piece of paper. You put your name on it, Heron, Elliot, Gary, um, and you draw a circle on it. Hmm. And so... That's me, but then I have best friends who are my closest friends. I draw a circle around that. Then I have good friends. I draw a circle around that. They're not as close, Mm. you know, but then I have my general friends that you draw a circle around that. And so when it comes to leaders, you know, I determine, okay, is this person the best friend, a good friend, or a general friend? Mm. And and that relationship from there, it's how I determine, you know, the intimacy, right? I'm not going to be your best friend. I'm going to be your leader but you're a general friend. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you're not going to be too close to me, right? It, it's kind of the model Jesus had. You know, exactly. Jesus had a multitude, yeah. of, a multitude of followers, but then he had his 12, which were his good friends. There was mm. some closeness, but then he had his, you know, we all know his inner three, yeah. which were his best friends. So when I look at leadership, especially my volunteers, I, I put them in categories. Like, yeah. okay, you know, Will, like tomorrow I'm going golfing with, with a couple of volunteers and, they're going to be good friends. They're not close, so I'm not going to share everything with them yeah. about, you know, you know, this, this, and that. But you know, they're close enough where we get to hang out. Yeah. You know, yeah. but they're leaders. You yeah. know that I serve yeah. with, and so that's for me. That's what I do is I kind of just put them in this pyramid or circle of friends, and and, and there's levels to that, right? Yeah. And, and and from there, you know, you determine who's who uh, when it comes to friendship. 
right. in relationships. Right. So. so where are we at in your circle? I'm just kidding. He, <laughs> he, uh, he, didn't, he didn't mention Charlie. He said Aaron, <laughs> Gary, Elliot. Put, Sorry, put Charlie. You, you're yeah. like the fourth circle, bro. Put, put you on blast, bro. Man. You're not hey, what paper. time are we going golfing tomorrow? <laughs> yeah. tomorrow. Uh, 9.40. No, I agree with that fully, bro. Like, I think that's a, a, a really practical way to put it. And it's scriptural. It is yeah. what Jesus did. Um, and we're called to be like Jesus. And so like categorizing our friendships can feel like, oh, weird or like, is yeah. it bad or like, but it's not, it's not clicky. It's not, it's, it's strategy and mm -hmm. it's smart. And I would say even like, I know Gary does this really well too. Um, I, I agree with you that like in leadership, there's going to be a, a want to like maybe put them in that best friend circle mm -hmm. and, and, and it's personality based too. Like yeah. if you're someone like me, there's, there's something built in you. Corey's this way. Solomon's this way. Like we just need to be liked by everybody. We're like golden retrievers. Like other, <laughs> some people are just built different where they're just like, I don't, you know, I'm cool. But like we want, we meet somebody and we want them to be our best friend, you know? And I had to realize like early on, like if everyone's my best friend, then nobody's my best friend. Like it yeah. means nothing uh -huh. to have that level of intimacy and friendship and and I, I realized, like, I got to be grateful for what I have and build where I'm at and, uh, and yeah, categorize these other relationships the way that they are. And it, it, with leadership, it was especially tricky for me because they're close to me every day and we're mm. doing this together. And so there was a want to just, like, you know, unload everything with them, be the most vulnerable version of myself. But that wasn't healthy. Yeah. It wasn't allowing me to accomplish the most effective ministry. Like, even with your students, there definitely has to be this disconnect almost, you know, um, this intentionality in your vulnerability, in the, in the relationship you build with your leaders. It can be a little bit pulled back, but you still have to be able to be someone that they respect, yeah. be someone that they look to, that they can follow, that they can go, that they can go to. You're their pastor as well. Mm -hmm. And so what I found was early on in ministry, I felt so alone. I had all these mm. people around me, my own age, were hanging out. But ultimately, they were able to build these deep levels of friendship. And I had to kind of disconnect myself at certain points. I had to be the guy who, you know, if people are roasting each other, I got some things to say. I'm a funny <laughs> guy. But out of just like, I can't hurt people's feelings. I got to, you know, love all these people. I got to pull back. I got to kind of yeah. step back a bit. But what solved this, especially for youth pastors who maybe are feeling this way, like either you have this deep friendships with all your leaders that has made leadership too complicated and too mm. like sticky and yeah. just like unnecessarily uh, rough. I'd say you need to pull back. But then you're like in the other boat of like, well, now I feel alone. The key is this, what we're doing right here. Youth pastors have become my deep friendships and obviously mm. there's people i've grown up with like there's a couple of those guys like one or two that are just like they've been in my corner they're not in ministry but that's my best friend but like gary has been a huge help in that like loneliness especially when i was first figuring out in ministry is like i was like oh my best friendships don't have to be here necessarily yeah mm -hmm. it can be with these youth pastors and that's what i love about the connection that's so cow um, is building with youth pastors. I think hmm. it's super healthy. There's not this competitiveness. Like we talked about your campus and there was no part of me or Charlie that was like insecure. Mm -hmm. We were in awe, 
But honestly, we're like, thank God I don't work here, bro. Like, yeah, this we is left there saying too that. much responsibility. <laughs> I'm not built the way Heron's built. Like, but in a way of just like, I love my context. Yeah. And just because your resources, you know what I'm saying? Like, we're yeah, able to yeah. just be that and, and like cheer you on with all sincerity and not be like, I wish it was me. Like, and so that has built the, the friendships that I need mm-hmm. to meet the loneliness that I have. And I'll say this in that intentionality with your leaders this is something gary does really well and i've tried to start doing there's nothing wrong with recognizing leaders heron when we went to lunch one of your boys came who uh is just on a different level than everybody else right he's really stepping up so there's nothing wrong with even seeing that in your leadership team and having a different level of friendship and relationship with that type of person who you see that you can really kind of bring forth i think all of us doing this podcast right now have at least one of those people mm-hmm. that is on our leadership team but mm-hmm. they have access to us in a way that not everybody else does yeah. they have a, a side of us that not everybody else gets to see because we are pouring into them stepping into a level of ministry that that we see you know yeah um and so i think that that's good yeah i think you said it like perfect here just in in the idea of there's like levels to this you know um, I think Meek Mill says it best. He says there's <laughs> levels to this young boy. Um, I always say that no one ever gets it, but I think at the same time it it it, it can be that in our in our youth ministry and our leadership team. Um, and I think when Elliot said it, he said that there still has to be some kind of level of respect when it comes to our leadership team. And I think that is so true, just because it's if and I, I've ran into this so many times in, in the few years I've been doing ministry where I wanted to build these deep connections and these deep relationships with our leaders as being my friends. But when it came time to put the work in, it was like they felt lax. They felt like they can just kind of get away with doing whatever mm-hmm. they wanted to do. And it was because there was more of a friendship there than there was just a normal relationship as their pastor. And I think once I realized that, it was like, okay, now there's time, like you just said, Ellie, it was like, now it's time to pull back a little bit. And once we start doing that and start realizing that, hey, like we can't always just be that friendly, friendly person with our leaders and there has to actually, you have to be a leader of leaders. I think that's where you see not only just growth with your relationship with your um, with your leaders, but also there's going to be a growth in your ministry because now you're not just creating a place for a hangout for your leaders to be a part of, but instead you're creating a place for your leaders to actually lead students. And I think that's such a key and vital piece when it comes to all of this. Yeah, I think you 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 know the the as bottom line is the same thing that we said about students is you choose to take on this mantle of pastor, then it it's it goes with you. You can't take it off. You can't set it aside. It's with you. So even with your leaders, and I have leaders that are great friends um, that have come up through the system and their friendships, and I would say you know some of the people I'm closest to and do the most life with are in my leadership team. But the people that I can actually be vulnerable with, and, and not that I'm not vulnerable with our leaders, I'll sh- you know share with them things I've gone through mm-hmm. or if there's something. But I mean, you know, there's a there's really a handful of people that are like, you know, I'll, I'll go to and, and and be able to tell them anything, be able to be myself, be yeah. able to mm-hmm. break down, to be able to say I'm a, I'm I'm afraid right now, you know, and and it's a really small circle. And not to say, I think it just confirms what, what Heron said, is there are levels of friendship and, and some of those things. And it's not a personal thing. It's not like I can't be your friend because I don't like you. Yeah. But you still got to go on Sunday morning and look at me right. on stage and think, oh, yeah, I, 
I respect them or I, you know, he didn't mm-hmm. drop that joke or that meme mm-hmm. or whatever. And, and so we, we can't take off that hat and it's easier to be ourselves when we're in a room with someone who wears the same hat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're, we're yeah. each other's best friend, right, Gary? I love you, Elliot. Like, I want you to say it, though, for the You're viewers. my best friend. See, <laughs> this isn't just a fake thing for camp or convention. This is, the reason it works so well is because it's true. We're, we're best friends. Yeah. BFFs. Yeah. Nice. Sorry, Charlie. No, it's okay. I just got kicked out of two circles right now. Heron didn't even <laughs> mention me, and then now it's just you two. Robert loves you. <laughs> yeah, that's with true. It, with his fish hook on his hat. <laughs> Yeah, ladies, if you're listening, he is single. Um, and he wears fish hooks on his hat. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be weird if there were single just ladies listening to this podcast. Yeah. Searching well, for something. No, there, well, there definitely mean, are. Yeah. There's at least one from Blythe, I know. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> right, name drop. Just name drop uh, it. Name it. <laughs> let's uh, reel this one in right now. Um, is there anything else you guys want to share, though, on this idea? <laughs> I, I think when it comes to friendship, kind of like what Elliot was saying, I think you need to create boundaries, right? Yeah. Because if, if you're available all the time, then it leads to self-esteem issues. But yeah. if you're unavailable, then you, you, it becomes stringent, right? So mm-hmm. there needs to be a wise balance. You give your time, but you also protect your time. Yeah. And so when it comes to friendship, relationships, I think, you know, I came up with this acronym TARS, T A R S. Uh, you want to be, uh, you know, guarded with your time, your activity, your relationships, and your speech, right? That's good. That's good. If I guard my time, you know, and I put boundaries around that, that can help me, you know, uh, with relationship and friendship. I can uh, um, uh, put uh, uh, um, guard my, my my activities. You know, you know, the, the Bible calls us to a standard of living, but then I have to put boundaries around my activities. Mm. Yeah. And then relationships. Relationships is really, you know, it's self-explanatory. And then speech. I think speech is the biggest one, especially in youth ministry, because, you know, we live in a culture that's digital natives. Everyone's on social media. So my speech, what I post, you know, maybe you get a DM, right? Or whatever it is, any message that you get, the first thing I do is I screenshot it. And I say, hey, here's my contact. Call me. Mm Because then that DM could lead to something else. So you need to put a boundary around social media. Because if you don't, then in their minds as a youth or leader, you know, they're like, well, I I need to connect with them. And this is my way of connecting with them. And that can lead to a path that, you know, we definitely don't want to be on because that can fall into sin or just temptation or just, you know, burnout. Because you're answering everyone's messages, but you're not putting boundaries around your time, activity, relationship and speech. And that that can lead you, you know, down a path that you don't want to, you know, you don't be on. So, I would throw this out too, just because I've known a handful of youth pastors who kind of um, take the I, the idea that uh, it's you know with their home, my home is my sacred place, my home is mm-hmm. my uh, quiet place, my home is where I can uh, just be my you know, and you know one of the best ways I've been able to be vulnerable with students and leaders and build relationships and community is having them in my home. Mm-hmm. Um, you know mm-hmm. whether it's after youth night and leaders coming over and hanging out or. Um, you know, the other day, we, we Amy and I had like uh, three or four of our teenage guys over from our youth ministry, and we just made pancakes, and they hung out. And I mean, that's that's the kind of vulnerability they need to see. They need uh-huh. to be around. They need to experience. They don't need to hear my deepest, darkest problems. They need yeah. to see how I treat my wife. Yeah. Um, that you know, I, when my kids were small, that I would change their diapers too, or that I would do the dishes after dinner, and, and uh-huh. you know, and and all of those things that. Um, I think, man, as youth pastors, that's some of the, the the most vulnerable and the deepest relationships we can build is when we have them in our home and build yeah. those that that time with them. Yeah, and here's the thing: if you're if you get good at this, like, and you're intentional and strategic about it, 
you don't have to be that youth pastor who's like, I'm not your friend. I, like, you don't <laughs> yeah. ever have to speak That's these good. things. Because the truth of the matter is, especially with, like, Heron and Gary, I think you guys are really good, and you've been doing this for a bit. Like, not that you're not good, Charlie, or it's that. Like, I'm not I, this, this whole podcast <laughs> has been, like, just keep going. You should listen to this podcast, Charlie. Yeah. You might grow. <laughs> we love you. No, but I'm saying, especially with you guys, I bet if I asked your students – Hey, is is Heron your friend? Is Gary your friend? I bet they say yes, mm. and that's not bad. It's not bad that they think of you as a friend. That's because if you do this well, they'll view you as a friend, as someone they trust, as someone they love. But the truth of the matter is, you weren't trying to be their friend, but you've built a relationship in such a way that they consider you a friend, yeah. right? But deeper than that, really, because mm-hmm. you're not the same thing as just their buddy or their pal. Like you've built something that's better, but that they they view as some you know like if you do it right i think uh you don't have to be that person at the conference who's like i am not your friend because if you (laughs) say that to enough kids then they're gonna be like cool i don't want to i don't even want to talk to you like you don't like yeah like i would avoid saying that from the stage saying like just kind of get that out of your vocabulary and just cultivate culture that epitomizes that it's good because you don't you don't have to keep saying that i'm not Mm -hmm. here to be your friend you just They'll know. Oh, it's different. Like yeah. I don't show them all the same memes or the same TikToks. I I want to act different. I want to live a little better. Like, but also I can trust them mm-hmm. in the way I can't trust all my friends. I'm gonna go to them with serious things that I don't go to everybody else about because it's all jokes and laughs and gossip. But I know that that this is a solid place I can go. Yeah. And I'll say this too to all the youth pastors listening. Make sure you have those core relationships in in your ministry because I think that's a big reason youth ministry statistics are the way they are is it's the lonely thing yeah Mm -hmm. you're building yourself and like setting yourself apart which is what we're called to do like your character is what what keeps you standing is it's what creates the foundation right like your talent could take you places that your character can't handle we see this with pastors all the time that's why you got to make sure your character is on lock Mm. because that's what will maintain you and it's lonely. It's difficult to do that. But this is why, like, having Gary and Charlie and Heron, like, even just the people in this room have been so beneficial to me because there is that beauty of getting to go to lunch. And, like, I can't complain about a leader to another leader because yeah. mm-hmm. that is that will blow my yeah. ministry up. But I could dang sure complain about a leader <laughs> to you guys and vice versa uh, because it's healthy. We need to be able to do that. And. Understand that God's put people in your life where you're at. I think a lot of the times, especially with youth pastors in the social media age that we live in, we're longing for the biggest and the best, right? We Mm want to be friends with the the rat pack, right? Like I want to be with Judah and Rich and Chad, like the the cool dudes who are all – we want to get in that crew. How do I get in the crew? How do I get Stephen Furtick's number? And it's like (laughs) I was was in that zone too when I first started. Like I wanted it so bad. And then I realized, like, bro, I don't need Stephen Furtick's number. I got Gary Garcia's number. Like, this is where God has planted me. Like, this is, and it's more beneficial for me than having, and there's nothing against him. I'm not just trying to name drop, but I'm saying, like, I think we all want to cultivate that, like, ideal situation with these people who already have their relationships, right? Like, build it with the people around you. Um, And it's going to be way more beneficial than something that you think you want, you know? Yeah, no, exactly. I think that's spot on. And that's the perfect way to, to really wrap this whole thing up. Um, 
Yeah. Well, Heron, thank you so much for being with us Thanks today, for man. having me. Of course, of course. Gary, thanks for being here. Yep. Elliot? Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There you go. I was like expecting something else out of that. Um, well, guys, thank you so much for tuning in today and taking a listen to In the Trenches podcast. This is episode 11. We are fully into the double digits now. And uh, get ready for episode 12. It'll be coming out next week. If you have any questions on anything that was shared today, you can reach out to us at SoCal Youth Pastors on Instagram. And uh, we'd love to talk to you. If you have any other comments or any um, topics you want us to go over, make sure to reach out to us. But other than that, we love every single one of you. And we will have you tune in next week. I nailed that Way one. Way to go, there Charlie. We go. Good job. See you guys. <laughs>